Welcome, everybody, to another episode. Uh, before we get started officially, I have to clear the air a little bit and apologize that I did not post an episode last week. I had a very good excuse, and please believe me when I say this is not a, you know, my dog ate my homework type of excuse. It was kind of a perfect storm, actually. You know, my daughter had half the week off of school. I was trying to keep her entertained. We bought a new dog last week, and then the very next day, my, we had a death in the family. And it was just a, a combination of things that prevented me from posting an episode. Thankfully, I did post a bonus episode for subscribers, uh, but my sincerest apology to the rest of you, and, and I'm sure you'll understand. Sometimes life just gets in the way, and you know we're humans first and podcast enthusiasts second. But without further ado, as always, I'm your host, Andy Myers. I'm an author and a paranormal researcher, and I am very gracious to be joined today by the one, the only, Craig Carsley. How's it going, Craig? Going great. Thanks for uh, setting this up. It's good to be here. I'm excited. Well, you know, I kind of wanted to continue basically a, a talk that we had a while back regarding AI. And, you know, this is something that kind of blew my hair back when you <laughs> introduced me to this. AI is nothing new, uh, but the level to which it's evolving is kind of alarming. Uh, now, now, yeah. what's this? It all started by you telling me about this new app. And, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. What's the app called? Yeah, so listeners probably have, I would expect to come across it at some level, or some people have by this point, but it's called ChatGPT, and um, it's it's a it's a chatbot that was it's it lives on OpenAI.com, and I I don't know exactly how it was put together. I think it's sort of a collective effort from a from a whole bunch of programmers, is my guess, um, and uh, it's it's basically the most advanced chatbot you've ever talked to and it's got uh it i don't know how how best to describe it obviously i'm not an expert on it or anything like that so what my my knowledge is limited to my experience with it but i did try to kind of get an understanding of it by playing with it but it's it's i, I almost want to like go look up the definition and read it to you because it's it's more complicated than just saying it's a you know a chatbot but um it's it's i guess the thing that i want to say about it is it really um kind of it it really emphasizes i guess like where we are like we like you said ai's been around it's a concept that everyone is familiar with we've kind of seen it in the movies if nothing else um but we don't really think about it too much because it's it's always been a, like in the future like that's something that future us will have to deal with. But well, I saw iRobot with, uh -huh. with Will Smith. That's all I needed to see. Right. Because that, that one was a little too human, and, and then all the bots tried to take over and destroy the world. But, you know, I, and we, when we got together, Craig, if this was a few weeks ago, if my memory serves correct, and I was sitting on your couch, and when you showed me this app, I, I, I looked at you and I said, okay, I will never for the rest of you know my life forget this night because this is the night that i realized how far into the future we actually are because mm -hmm. I, I asked craig i said what can this thing do like what can what how advanced is this is this uh, app and he said well let me show you and he's he he breaks out and he, he tells the app he says uh, write me a poem about a guy named andy who likes bigfoot and travels to washington and eats pizza and just a few seconds later, it turns out the most eloquent, beautiful poem I've ever heard, including all these elements. And I'm just, my jaw hit the floor and I'm like, this robot is in your phone, like making up this poem on the spot. That's ridiculous, man. And it did. Yeah. It really did, though. No, it was. Well, yeah. So the, the point that I was trying to get to is like, it's not the future. It's here. It's here now. And that's what we're seeing with this. And that's, I think, what's so astonishing about it is like, it's like, OK, this is this is actually happening. And it's it's. You have to go play with it to really appreciate, I think, what this means. I, I I didn't think much of it. When somebody told me about it, I was like, oh, great, you know, and a whole new thing. The thing that the first time it came up, I heard that um, students were starting to write their college papers using it, and that's where it was in the news because it was causing this controversy. Professors don't know how to, you know, go about checking this and, and, and preventing plagiarism and things like that because it's it's done so well. That and the thing is, like, it's not like nobody's going out online and copying content. I think, I think there's this this sort of idea that we have as people in conversations that I've had with other people that 
all AI can do is go search the internet and spit stuff back at you that you could have gotten yourself. But it does more than that. It like takes ideas and it applies knowledge to them, and then it and then it articulates um, answers to questions and things like that in a really well done way. And one of the things that I I was reading about this chatbot um, GPT or Chat GPT is that it's it's like a language AI. So it's it's especially good um, at communicating and understand I, I say understanding it doesn't really understand because it it it's not capable of that technically it but it but it does it's it it gets context you know and it all it needs is a head craig it needs head to nod with empathy and eyes mm-hmm. to blink at you and then you'll be thinking yeah this thing really does understand me well and i i'm glad that you brought that up because that's kind of that's kind of the the thing that i've been playing with in my in my brain these last couple of weeks is like we used to have this idea that like, well, you know, AI will happen and it'll be, be really, really capable of doing lots of things and it's going to be really smart, but it will never have empathy. It will never be creative and it will never, you know, do the things that we think are uniquely human. And then you started to have an AI that was creating art and poetry and stuff that's actually like as a human, you read it and it, and it kind of moves you a little bit. Like I had to write, you know, a, a tragic story or a love story or whatever. And I'm like, like, wow, I feel like a human wrote this. And so the question is, at what point does it not matter anymore that it's not human, that it's not actually having this experience itself? At what point does, does, it, does it make any difference for us? When we, if we can't tell the difference, then what difference does it make? I mean, there's so many questions, man. This could be a 10-part deep dive. But if, mm. if the lines are being drawn between what's robot, what's human, I mean – who's to say like when do we reach a point where somebody falls in love with their phone i mean they made a movie about that Mm -hmm. right i never saw it but it was called her with joaquin Mm -hmm. phoenix yeah yeah so i don't know man i don't know are the are the artists and poets out there are they going to be out of a job soon that's that's my selfish question as an author well who who won't be out of a job that's that's a better question and i asked (laughs) ironically i asked chat gpt to tell me like who who's like who won't be replaceable, and it kind of leaves it. It doesn't really give you a very um, optimistic answer. It's it's kind of of course like, it doesn't, man. Yeah, it's it's not going to tell you the truth. Like it's not going right. to tell you when it's going to take over the earth. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. It it kind of well, it, but it, I think it's 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 looking at what it's capable of today, and it says, well, as of today, you know, it doesn't. We don't know when or if it will be possible that, you know an AI will be able to, um, you know, feel or, or be creative. And I, I then asked it like, will it be possible for AI to emulate empathy to the point that it it will be indistinguishable from a human? And it kind of was like, well, probably (laughs) it's like, I can't find a reason why it wouldn't, you know? So the robot told you it's, it's going to become more human. Do you remember the, yeah, remember the great. movie Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams? I do. Yeah. I think about that one. I'm like that to me that that was a good kind of existential exercise, right? We're like what is the difference really between humans and machines and is at a certain point like can can something not not a human but a, a machine can it learn so much that it starts to have these like emergent properties that are creativity and like and and original thinking and things like like t- like uh, i think wasn't it blade runner the movie where where there was a uh, possible spoiler alert uh, like a uh, a robot that thought it was human that wasn't that the theme of the movie i'd never really watched the whole movie but it's i think it's the theme of a few different sci-fi movies but you know and then again is this is this life imitating art you know is this it's it's finally happening like this is the real deal ladies and gentlemen this is this is not a test. This is we're living in the future. It's happening right now. Actually, this morning I was at the actual funeral of my grandma. The visitation was last night. Um, but I was sitting that, down with my sister-in-law, who's a high school principal. And I said, hey, later I'm recording with Craig. And we're recording a podcast about AI and the implications of mm. it blurring the line between what's human and what's not and people losing their jobs. And, and I, I told her, I said, hey, Craig told me that, I mean, this thing can write research papers. Kids don't have to do that for school. They can cheat, and there's no way to get caught. And my sister-in-law nodded her head. She said, just last week, we had our first incident of this, where a person used this AI 
uh, you know, app to, to write the research paper. And I said, how did you catch them? She said the paper was too perfect. It was yeah. like it was written by a Harvard graduate. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've said is like that's the only way they'll be able to tell us. If, but you'd have to have like a pre-established uh, knowledge of that person's writing style to be able to detect the, the change in the pattern. If, if you had kids that were just started coming in that way all the time, how would you tell? Like every, if everybody just started writing perfectly, like you wouldn't know who's, I mean, or everybody's doing it, you know? <laughs> well, and also, is it so smart? Can you say, hey, write me a research paper on post-revolutionary war from the perspective of the British, um, you know, about, uh, you know, this and that, but throw in a few, a few typos just in case. <laughs> and it yeah. could do that. Right. And then again, you, you beat the system. And so, you know, and then we kind of went down that rabbit hole. We were like, well, man, if, if if high school and college kids don't need to write their own research papers, what gives? Like, are people going to start getting less intelligent because they don't have to think for themselves? Yeah. And then, on the other hand, why 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 do we need to think for for ourselves anymore? Why do we, when our when our chatbot can be creative on our behalf? That's where my mind goes. I, I started thinking like, well, what what's the purpose of being able to write a paper? Who who will need to write a paper again? Like, what's the purpose of having that skill at all? What we what skill will matter is the skill of being able to ask the right questions, knowing how to access the knowledge, you know, from a from an AI. Well, and let's let's talk about knowledge. Let's talk about you know, I was I was pulling up some articles earlier today, uh, just doing a little research, and and it said that AI is going to get so advanced. In fact, it already is so advanced it can essentially mimic mm -hmm. a person's voice to have them say things that they never said. And if that goes public on social media, you can essentially ruin a person's career that way. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, my son, who's 13 years old, he made a commercial for school and he, he I don't know how he did it, but he used some voice changing AI to create a commercial that used Brian Cranston's voice because he was, he was doing a, um, a Breaking Bad themed commercial and he, he took the video, uh, from a scene in Breaking Bad and and then he dubbed over it with his own script but he had Brian Cranston's voice reading it and it's I mean you could you could tell it wasn't quite right cuz it didn't match the lips and stuff but like he's 13 like he just went online and grabbed this he didn't design he didn't actually program anything like that's the level we're getting to like just just any old person can go do this and it's like it's and it's here and it's been happening deep fake technology there's a uh I think it's an Instagram or TikTok account out there. I think it's called Deep Tom Cruise or something like that. And it's a deep fake where this guy does all these deep fakes of Tom Cruise and they look just like him. I mean, and it people are like, "Wow, Tom Cruise, I didn't know you could play the guitar like that." And like nobody like you can't even you cannot it's indistinguishable. And so that stuff is happening and that that is scary, right? I mean, because we already had a problem with fake news <laughs> and misreporting of like you know, he said, she said stuff. And like, it's going to be a whole new, like, imagine, you know, China or Russia gets hold of that technology and decides to interfere with an election that way. Good night. Well, I mean, in the, you know, the politics have always been a nightmare as far back as there's ever been politics, but this just ups the ante in terms of people, people getting to play dirty. Uh, it's yeah, it's scary times. On the other hand, you know, what, what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of benefits are we are we looking at? Mm -hmm. uh, some of the ones that I've seen, you know, potentially revolutionary uh, revolutionizing healthcare. Mm -hmm. you know. But then again, if a machine can do the job of a nurse, mm -hmm. is it going to put the nurse out of job once it, uh, you know, uh, improves its empathy programming? Well, right. You know what my my thinking is, is there there will be certain things that I won't be able to do quite yet because it's restricted to I mean, it's restricted by mobility. Right. We don't have. The advanced robotics that it would that you would need to have to um, ambulate a patient, you know, from the bed to the bathroom. So you, you're going to have to have, at least for now, somebody to do that stuff. But um, you, you know, you talk about like what are some of the benefits? I, I will tell you, I, for better or worse, I love it because I'm such a curious person. I love being able to go. I mean, I'm it, like I, I'm already thinking to myself, how did I live without ChatGPT? Like that's the trap we fall into. <laughs> But I'll go on there and I'll ask it questions. And it's like having access to like every 
expert on every topic. You know, I, I was, I, I think I told you, I went down a, a quantum physics rabbit hole with it. And it's like being able to, to ask questions to the, the most educated quantum physicists in the world. I mean, it, I'm sure there's, I'm sure the most educated quantum physicist in the world would beg to differ with me. <laughs> but from my perspective, you know, it's, I, like I'm, I can sit there and just say, you know, well, what, tell me about quantum mechanics. And then it'll say some things and then I'll say, well, but what would happen if, if you did this or like, how does this work? And it's like, oh, well, you know, the difference between these two things is this. And, and it like, it knows your questions and it understands them and it, it understands them better sometimes than people do. And that's scary. So, and from that perspective, like you can, like, it's a really useful tool for learning. Like if you want, if you want to learn something, this is the best thing ever that's ever happened because you don't have to go through and, and read and read and read and read till you understand. You can go right to the thing you don't understand and knock it out and just explore organically as if you have, you know, a mentor or a teacher at your disposal. And again, for every imaginable topic, you want to talk about nutrition, you want to talk about, you know, um, uh, engineering, you want to talk about chemistry, you want to talk about quantum physics, like, and it's all in the same place and everyone has access to it. Like it's a very powerful tool. Yeah. And I mean, in the quantum physics, it probably makes you feel like you're sitting down to have dinner with uh, Michio Kaku and Neil deGrasse mm -hmm. Tyson at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 You have, you can, I mean, and that's the thing is you can switch back and forth. You could do physics, you could do astronomy in the same, and you could see how they interact. And, and the, I think maybe one of the cool things about that is you could have an interaction like that as if you had, um, Michio Kaku and, Neil deGrasse Tyson in the same body, right? And they can use each other's knowledge to to come up with answers to questions. And that's I think what's maybe the most one of the most exciting scary things that we could potentially see here is imagine that you had here's here's the exercise that I sort of wrote down earlier today. Imagine what what you, who you are, right? Every person sort of is the um, the amalgamation of the experiences that they've had throughout a lifetime. And over the course of a lifetime, you become an expert at different things or at something um, through repetition and, and so on and so forth and exploration and, and failure and things like that. And so at a certain point, you know, you can, you can do certain things. You have certain skills. You have a certain unique history that, uh, that makes you who you are. But so now imagine that you have that and everyone has that, but now you can take all of those lifetimes and all of those people through, let's just say throughout of all of history after a certain point, right? So let's just say we start now and we go for the next hundred years, every person's life over the next hundred years, and you combine those all into one body, right? Now, now you have like just an unfathomable amount of knowledge and and also keep in mind you have the capacity to to leverage all of that knowledge at once like you know how our brains sometimes forget things well machines don't do that and so the, i think one of the questions i have is like what sort of exponential growth will we have in our understanding not even our understanding in things but like in the development of technologies and the development of sciences that will come out of this unbelievably infinite um, resource, you know that <laughs> I, like it 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 boggles the mind, Andy. Like I can't even have the thought. It, pretty much like you put all you know eight billion heads on this planet together and amplified it. You know, that's, yeah. that's basically what it is. It's, it, and it's kind of funny because from like a spiritual point of view, from a spiritual vantage point, you know, you've heard this for years, you know, if you, if you're at all hippy dippy and into the woo woo stuff, but you know, we are one, that's, mm -hmm. that's the idea, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're eight, you know, billion different collective individuals on this planet, but on a soul level, we're all one, we're one heartbeat, we're one brain. And I don't know, maybe this, maybe technology is the thing that's finally uniting us. You know, we have you know, maybe we're each just a cell that makes up a larger organism and now we're just better connected than ever yeah. before. Yeah. Um, you know, transportation, 
is mm-hmm. going to be changed forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the future, we're going to we're talking about every vehicle on planet Earth uh, being completely automated. Mm-hmm. You know, completely self drivable, uh, which would, in theory, take traffic deaths down to zero. Mm-hmm. And we might be looking, thanks to AI technology, and and I mean, heck, Teslas can already drive themselves. I've I've personally uh, been taken for a drive in one that completely drove itself, which is unnerving at first, yeah. but really cool. Um, but someday, you know, maybe our kids, maybe our grandkids, maybe our great grandkids, who knows? But at one point in the future, there will be no such thing as traffic traffic fatalities anymore. People yeah. are going to look back at, at, at how things are today. And like they're going to say, wow, people actually died like driving from point A to point B. Like they were bar- <laughs> barbarians. Like what what does that even mean? Like well, there's no no such thing as a traffic. Death. They'll think we were like crazy for getting like, in a car ever. Like the Wild West. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what they're, and, and uh, you know, and ditto to how we view our, I mean, my mom tells me stories about like back, back, back in her day, you know, baby boomer generation, mm-hmm. there was barely such thing as car seats. I mean, you would take your baby home from the hospital and you'd like set them in the front seat and put your hand on them and say, well, hold on, junior, we're going home. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to view us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, some people have said that they just can't. I think the thing that that's hurting us right now is we don't have the ability to have the vision and the imagination of like where this is going. And so we're, we're so we're like a car could never drive itself. Like that's not safe. I would never. And it's like, you know, I read an article um, about this a couple of years back now in Smithsonian about um, autonomous vehicles. And one of the things they talked about is like, there didn't used to be automatic elevators either. And when we first, started seeing elevators that ran themselves, right? Without a, without a, uh, a what do you, what do we like call a, it? A bellhop or what? A, I don't a, know what they're called. Pilot, an elevator pilot. An elevator. Um, yeah. An operator, right. El- yeah. Pilot. <laughs> well, technically it's kind of yeah. sort of flying. It's going right. up and down. But, um, the people wouldn't get on them when they first came, when they they were like, no, I, I want an operator. So they'd get somebody on there just to push the buttons originally and then people right. were like oh yeah no this is totally safe in fact it's probably better and now we don't even think about it we're like why would you have a person on there to push buttons and operate the elevator that's silly and it's like you're saying that's where we'll go with vehicles and that's an exciting thing i think and i think I, i've been saying for a while ah, that'll be here within 10 years everyone i talk to is like that's 20 30 years out at least i'm like you guys don't appreciate the acceleration that we're gonna see as soon as you unleash AI, let me say one more thing about this. If you've ever listened to Elon Musk, um, who is, I think is great to listen to on this because he's he's got a lot of original ideas and thoughts, but um, one of the things he mentions, he's like, you have to remember that when we interact with people or with technology, we are severely limited by the way that we transmit thoughts between each other so you and i have to talk and that's pretty slow okay even slower uh typing on a computer input right well computers and ai will not have any of those limitations i mean it's the idea that like i can't i don't know if you know what the number is but like it's an exponentially faster communication and um once you once you start applying AI and start asking it to figure things out for you, it's going to tap in, like we said before, to all of the knowledge bases. So there won't ever be like somebody reading a book to, and then coming up with an epiphany because they they used all the knowledge in their brain and then they found a new thing that that were like, oh, that's it. It's going to be instantaneous with AI and it's going to be fast. And so it's like once that happens, there's like like Tesla already is collecting data from every single Tesla that's on the road. And it's learning. All of those Teslas are learning collectively, not just each Tesla individually. It's all feeding back into a big mainframe AI brain that is just getting smarter and smarter and more and more capable of navigating the roads. It It's just like, what won't it be able to do? I, I, I don't know. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't think anybody knows the answer to that because we're not there yet, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of exciting, kind of scary. It's kind of a mix of both, uh, quite frankly. You know, I, I've asked this question, you know, probably to you, in fact, just when we're talking about <laughs> philosophical stuff, as we always tend to do. Me and Craig, we just skip the weather and the, and the small talk. We just, we just want to know how the universe ticks. But, you know, the question that I sometimes ask people as an icebreaker, if you had the choice to either have a superpower, the ability to go back in, t- back in history or to go forward into the future just for one day, which would you choose? And I know my answer is I would like to see a glimpse into the future just mm-hmm. for one day. Uh, just because I'm curious. I want to know what happens. Do we destroy ourselves is it some dystopian future where we're all walking around as with some like cyborgs with face tattoos? Like, how good does it get? How bad does it get? Is it, is it a little bit of both? And truth be told, probably is a little bit of both. You take the good with the bad. That's been every other chapter of human history. But, but here's another question, Craig. Let's say we fast forward and you can live one day in the future, 150 years from now. How confused would you be if somebody just dropped you off 150 years into the future? You wouldn't know what anything is. Because no. imagine going 150 years into the past mm-hmm. with a cell phone. They wouldn't mm-hmm. even know how to turn it on, let alone how to get on the Internet or, or to download an app. It's all foreign. It'd be the equivalent of magic, right? Yeah, and, and it's that's what makes it so hard for us to, to imagine is like we just don't even have the ability to predict what things will be. It. I agree. I I don't even I I can't even form like a vision of what 150 years in the future would look like. I mean, no, I don't know that anybody can. It's yeah, yeah. I, I I think I I don't know. I, I well, you don't need <laughs> to think because you have AI doing it for you. <laughs> I well, and that's so so. Um, I was talking a, a, a minute ago about Elon Musk, and one of the things that he's doing, if if you're not familiar, is he he's one of the companies he started is called Neuralink. Because he he fully recognizes that this is coming, and he's like, we are not going to adapt fast enough. He's like, by the time our government puts regulations and stuff into place, it will be way too late. Like it's going to go so fast, we're not going to be ready for it. He's like, the only thing we can possibly do is try to link up with AI and go for a ride with it, or else we're going to get left behind in the dust. And I'm like, that's like he's seeing. If anybody can see into the future, it'd be him because, yeah. like that, because he's. I think he's right, and I'm starting to see why. Like the things that we thought, like AI couldn't probably ever do, like create art, for example. I thought for sure that's the one thing it won't be able to do, or create music. Well, it's doing those things already, and it's it's still in its early stages, right? It's doing the things we didn't think it could do in its beta version. Yeah, this is 1.0, right? Uh, and imagine when you know it hits 2.0, 3.0. All the bugs in the system get worked out. It works faster. It becomes cheaper, more mm-hmm. easily accessible. But here's a million-dollar question I stumbled across on one of these websites, um, which it made a good point. You know, what if the majority of these AI programs are being built and designed and manufactured with um, basically a bias? You know, what if they're being created, for example, by white men who 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 upload you know, the, the code and, and the data through a slightly, whatever, racist or sexist lens. And then this, this AI, it, it does, it talks to each other, like you were alluding to a minute ago, just like Tesla cars do. It talks to each other, it teaches each other, it learns, for, you know, one bot learns from the other. But what if, what if it takes these very subliminal, like, undertones of, of racism or sexism or whatever, and it extrapolates that a little bit by a little, by little you know, to the point where we don't notice, but you kind of notice. 
you know, then are we making some of the world's problems worse rather than better? Yeah, well, you know, I think with that, the uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't really know um, the answer to this, but based on what I know about how AI works so far, is the, the little bit that I understand, is it's it's the you, you, you machine learning, right? Is is basically just feeding information, and so you could theoretically feed an AI only the things that you that are biased that you care about. Um, I think what's happening, at least in the case of ChatGPT, one of the things that they talk about in their mission, if I remember reading correctly, is they want to make it the best it possibly can be to help humanity as a whole, which is good. I mean, like, let's have that for first and foremost. Like, maybe we need to establish that first, but um, then you feed it everything, right? And you feed it not only the the racist things that have happened and not only the biased things that have happened and ideas that people have had, but you also feed it all of the counter arguments to those things and all of the the opposite, the the, the good things, which I think I, I think I'd pretty safe to say generally outweigh the biases. Um, well, not should I say outweigh the biases. Everything's biased as far as we're concerned, but um, the, I think the positive outweighs the negative in in, in large part, and so hopefully mm -hmm. that that's that will be taken into consideration. But yeah, like you said, who's to who's to say that you know a really advanced programmer couldn't hack or upload a virus or something like that to to an AI? I, I don't know. I, I I'd rather just not think about that and just try to focus on you know the good that can come of, out of it and. Um, yeah. You know, for that matter, I'll, I'll pose this question to you: What happens to us now? Let me, let me add a little bit more to that. What happens when we no longer have to do anything to survive or to keep society going when it's all automated and done for us? Exactly. I mean, is is the answer we sit around eating Cheetos? Uh, watching TikTok because that's not going to make us smarter. That's going to de and actually this here's a scary stat, man. Yeah. Maybe scarier than any other stat I've come across. The average IQ of human of human beings on planet Earth is going down for the first time in recorded history. It's going down. We're not yeah. getting smarter. We're going in the opposite direction. So if robots are doing everything, and they, they kind of already are, they're they're you know they're they're shopping for us. Yeah. Uh, they're you know, popping things up on our phones and our computers of products that we might like <laughs> based on our biases and preferences. Um, you know, what do we do? Do we sit around watching, you know, cat videos all day? Uh, what's, you know, and then on a soul level, it's like, well, what are we doing here? What are we learning? How are we growing? What are we, what are we creating? Uh, are yeah, there well, any original thoughts left out there for the pickings? You know, I, I think there could be some of that, but I also feel like, so, like you said, if we get to a point where we don't have to do anything, does it matter anymore? Does it matter that people don't do anything? I mean, if society runs itself, it only matters at the level that you care about it, really, personally, and yeah. an individual level. And I think that's the key. And I think this is where I'm most optimistic and most hopeful. I I believe, this is my prediction, is that people will take an unprecedented interest, at least in contemporary times, in modern times, in their own spiritual development. Because that's the one thing that, that you can never get from AI. Your own personal development and your own spiritual growth, I think, will will become a much bigger deal. And it's, that's not to say that AI won't be the yoga instructor or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, who knows? That's a good point, buddy. You yeah, might be right like, there. Yeah. Th that may be the case, but again does it matter that we don't have jobs maybe we really for the first time ever will be able to actually just do whatever we want to do and my hope is that there will be enough left in us of our own humanity that we will have a desire to grow i feel like that's that's kind of hardwired into us it, and it sort of battles with our desire to do as little as possible right conserve energy and um, and be lazy because 
you know, you might need that energy later or something like that. So we're, it's that chaos and order that's constantly sort of finding a way to work together, that yin and yang. And I, I'm hoping that that will always be there. You know what I mean? Because I think as long as we continue to exist, that biology will, will and that spirituality will still kind of be at our core. Yeah, and and you know, speaking of spirituality, there's some you know recent data that I've stumbled across that say you know not spirituality necessarily, but religion in general is on the decrease. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I don't know if this is true, so I'm just going to preface this by saying I don't know if this is true. But I, I recently read a stat that said in in certain parts of Germany uh, they polled youth, like high school and college students, and something crazy like 90% claimed to be atheist or agnostic. Yeah. And I watched a, a really neutral, really unbiased documentary on History Channel a few years back, and it said by the year 2050, half the world's population will not adhere to any type of formal religion. So church attendance, by and large, is on the decrease. But, you know, and this is a topic for another episode, mm -hmm. but there is a bit of a distinction between spirituality and religion. Spirituality can exist without religion. Then, yeah, you, the yoga instructor might be an AI robot. Um, but yeah, you're right. What do we do with all that free time? We're we're no longer uh, needing to master fire to to heat our food. We're no longer, uh, you know, running from saber toothed cats. We're no longer, you know, in need of anything because AI is going to cure cancer and do this, that, and the other. We we are no longer, you know, concerned about our mere survival. Right. Frees up a heck of a lot of spare time to focus on things that make us human. You know, with, you know, the art, the creativity, the connectedness. And I have to say, I made an observation today that was truly unique at my grandma's funeral. And it was kind of a three part deal because you had the, the church service in the church. And then we went down to the luncheon in the cafeteria. And then uh, the third part was at the actual cemetery for the burial part. Not once in this entire day, not even at the luncheon, did I see somebody staring at their phone or checking out. People were engaged, they were talking, they were hugging, and I, it felt like I was in the twilight zone, man, and I mean that in a good way, because when do you ever see anybody anymore who, you know, at least one person in the group's looking at their phone, or checking a score, or scrolling, or something. Nobody, all day, it was the, the most bizarre thing, yeah. but I'm thinking it, it was refreshing, Yeah, you know, Here's it was refreshing. Hope. Because, you know, it's that human connectedness. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't you can't necessarily get that from technology. But it's it's a weird uh, irony is because people are on social media to feel more connected. And I'm not knocking social media. It has its place. You know, YouTube and TikTok and, and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of it, it has its place. But people are on there to feel more connected. But when taken to the extreme, it actually disconnects them from the humans that are right there in the same house, you know, and, and I don't know, I'm, I'm off on a tangent it's, now. Well, but. it's one of those things that has, you know, it's only been around for a short time, right? So we've, we haven't really, we've barely had a chance to even understand it and adapt to it. But I do feel like everyone kind of collectively agrees that it's a potentially a problem. Like we have, we're in danger of losing connectedness and presence and all these things. And so there is a lot of people after, you know, let's just say 10 years of like really digging into social media and really getting absorbed by it, starting to realize well, we should take a step back because with, real fulfillment is not found here. And, and it's it doesn't take any kind of genius to know that like you, you know how you feel after you've been on social media and it's typically not good. And so mm -hmm. I'm I mean, I'm hoping that, yes, like we've been there, but I think that's actually maybe going to fade away more. And and like we were saying before, the um, the the with potentially having more ability to to dedicate time to our spiritual growth, um, what's what's a big 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 part of that? Probably the biggest part of that is our human relationships. Why? Like, if I don't want to go too deep, but if you start thinking about like why are we even here on this planet? Why do we exist at all? Right? To me, the answer is it's it's to experience love, right? And so central to that is our, our human relationships and our relationships with pets and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but where so many of us are and have always been really missing the boat on that, we get so wrapped up in our material possessions and our, our, I mean, go back through history and you can find lots of examples of 
you know, people fighting over resources and things and trying to amass wealth. And, and that's, I'm hoping that we finally have found a way that maybe we'll go beyond that and really, really just get into the, the, the meat and potatoes of like why we're actually here. Yep. Have you tried asking the AI chat, the, the app, why we're here? What's the meaning of life? Have you asked it something so detailed? Yeah, as... well, I have, actually, of course. Like, <laughs> what's, what, what, that's the first question you ask, right? Um, and it, it basically said, you know, I don't, I'm just a, an AI. I don't make, you know, opinions or I don't have any. As, but it said, here are some of the leading theories, you know, and, uh, and okay. leading philosophies. And it was pretty good. Like, the, I was like, yeah, these are, this is a good list. And, and it, it, like, it, it seems to understand all of them to the point where you can ask it questions like, Oh, explain this to me a little bit more. Like, what is this about? Or what do these people believe? And yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I, the spiritual stuff is where I think it, where it really will never be able to tap into. And I, I could be wrong about that, but to me, I don't, I don't know that there's any, like you, we, that's not something we can measure now anyway. Like we don't even have the instruments for it. And I don't know how they, they could even exist. Maybe they can, I don't know, but, um, yeah, yeah it don't, you know, it almost reminds me of that one uh, scene from one of my favorite movies called Contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Jodie Foster, and she zips around and it goes through a wormhole to to meet the aliens. And they were talking about you know spirituality and science and like how do you how do you prove how do you prove much of anything? Because uh, yeah. you know uh, Matthew McConaughey asked her, she says, "Do you love your dad?" And she said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Prove it." And she was she was speechless. Like, how do you? How do you prove that humans have a soul? You know, how do you, you know, it's, it's a really gray area. And I think, um, yeah, of course the, the AI is going to be a little vague or leading theories suggest dot, dot, mm-hmm. dot, mm-hmm. or, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not the manager. I don't make the rules here. <laughs> you know, kind of give you a neutral canned response, but you know, I, I guess I, I should ask this question or just maybe pose this idea, but you know, we, I, I don't know. I assume that that listeners are are here for some strange things, um, some strange ideas. But the uh, uh, w- w- when it comes to extraterrestrials, right, or advanced beings, let's say, is I mean, are they they would have to have developed some kind of AI at some point, right? I mean, it it seems kind of presumptuous, I would think, to to think that us humans you know, are unique in our ability to, to create something like that. And so if, if there are ETs out there, there are, but I'm just going to say it. If, <laughs> you can say it on this show, Craig, there yeah, is absolutely there without are. a doubt. They're, yeah. they're out there. There's, and I'm sure there's many, many different ones, but, um, they seem to have found a way to interact and continue on and, um, use their technology in a way that that works for them without being left behind by it so Mm. that that is assuming that they're not all androids (laughs) because we don't actually we haven't actually cut one open but i'm just saying (laughs) you You cut it open and it's just a robot oh my god wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a plot twist Jeez. I mean, it should be, they should make a movie out of that. You know, you yeah. could open the alien and it was a robot the whole time. I was like, okay, looks oh, like the robots won that battle on their home planet. Man. Oh, it's scary stuff, man. I don't know. You got to take the good with the bad. But again, given the choice, uh, yeah, I would like to take a sneak peek in the future. Uh, the future's now, technically, but yeah, very interesting. And I don't know, we might have to have a part two of this show uh, eventually, Craig, because we just we just scratched the the, the very tip of the iceberg. Well, here. maybe maybe a year from now, Chat GPT will join us for the podcast and have its own. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll just because we'll wait. Listen, you like you said, the future is now, and I don't think you're going to have to wait 150 years to to see a world that you don't recognize. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, it's it's bonkers, and and this is brand new. This is brand spanky new. Um, well, at least this level of AI is. Imagine if if some of the alien, you know, extraterrestrial species. What if they've had this technology evolving for the past million years? What would it so even look like? Nice. Could you? It would be indistinguishable from mm. from consciousness. I mean, it's it's insane. Oh my well, gosh. Yeah. There you go. Well, and and I, I'll I'll bring it up again. Bicentennial man. You know the whole idea of of spontaneous consciousness you know being generated in in a robot and then his journey towards becoming a human an organic being which at the end he he is basically an organic living human that ages and dies spoiler alert but uh yeah i mean at that at what point are you like is like, are we, do we merge? You know what I mean? Yeah. And not even like, are we still human? Man, that's a whole nother, t- I don't want to go there. <laughs> well, I'm just oh. telling you, man, give me a heads up. If your phone like turns itself on and goes, I am feeling aware today, Craig. How are you? Mm. <laughs> Throw that baby in a lake and then just run for the hills, man. You know, they made a movie about that too. I think it was called Jexy or something like that. With, okay. Have you seen this one on Netflix? Uh-uh. With, um. Oh, uh, what's the, the Adam Adam Devine, the the kid who from Omaha, okay, um, uh, made a movie and uh, it's weird. It's certainly rated R, but that was the premise: was that the phone sort of comes to life and messes with his life. So All go right. check that out if you want to <laughs> see how that could go. There you but. go. And after we had that conversation that one night, I was fully intent on going home and downloading it, and I chickened mm. out, man. I could not bring myself to do it. Because I felt like I was inviting a stranger into my home, and I wasn't sure what the outcome was going to be. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, I won't be that old grandpa one day who refuses to use the machine at the store. Because I'll be like, "That's how to get your information." We'll all become that way. We we will. <laughs> Don't worry. You're. That's that's. I think it's safe to say at least we're we are still human enough to know that we are the same as our grandparents, and our kids <laughs> will be that way too when they get older. Yeah. So, but It'll yeah, just be, I, everything is just be more advanced. That's all. I, I would definitely say you should check it out, and I think everybody should check it out at least to to know what we're talking about and and understand like like and try to get creative and try to stump it if you can. Um, I w- I I mean I don't know if this is considered cheating or not, but I've used it. <laughs> I've used this for work already. Like I've said, hey, I how like what you know I need I need you to write me this script that I can use for this purpose, and it. You know, it, it it just does it instantaneously. And it it's like if you have a question about what's the best approach to solving this problem and it'll just give you a list of options. It's like, why wouldn't we use that? Like, why would I sit there and spin my wheels for hours trying to come up with something that I, I, I you know, it's already stealing my job. <laughs> I mean, and I, man, I, I don't know. It's I, happening. I, I, I think I saw a gear just shift within Craig's eyeball. Wait, I think he's already part cyborg. <laughs> yeah. No, we dun, all are. Dun, dun. Listen, yeah, I've got this this phone right here. I've got this whoop on my wrist. Like we're cyborgs, man. Like it or not, it's it's already that's already happened. <laughs> Is the whoop that thing that monitors your your sleeping and all that jazz? Yeah, my heart rate, and my sleep, and all that stuff. And yeah, it measures my biology essentially. But I mean, we're all we're always always connected. And I mean, we're basically cyborgs. Just Pretty wait much. till we have. Just wait till we have mechanical organs, because that's happening. I and I don't. I see. This is what happens. I keep going and going and going. I know we need to wrap this up. But one thing I saw. There's a show on Netflix that I watched the other day. It was like, in the future or something is what it was called, or the future of. And one of them was the future of health. And they were talking in there. There's people out there who are working on growing organs that are that use personalized stem cells basically so like like let, let, what i mean is like let's say andy that you have a hole in your heart that you were born with what they'll what they can do or what they will be able to do once they've perfected this technology they've already started doing it they've they've 
it's it exists. But what they'll do is they'll they'll scan, they'll take a 3D scan of your existing heart as it is, and then they'll they'll go into the computer or they'll tell the AI, hey, fix all of the things that are wrong with his heart, you know, close up all the holes and stuff. And now let's 3D print a new heart using stem cells from this person's own body so that you it won't reject. It'll basically be an exact copy of your own heart that you grew yourself, except without the imperfections in it. It's bonkers, dude. And and on that, and does that make us God? Are we playing God? Because we're basically doing, we're creating something from nothing. And that raises a whole new question. Yeah. If we get to, if healthcare gets to the point where we can live forever, is that going to piss some people off who are waiting to come into for their next lifetime, you know, from a reincarnation standpoint? It's like, man, how are we going to get these old people off the planet so we can come in for our next lifetime? Yeah, well, with, with, right, because at some point, we will, <laughs> like, we won't die, and we'll just keep on going, and people will probably still keep having kids. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't, like, that's the thing, is we could sit here all night and just, like, well, what would we do about this, and what would we do about that? It's like, there's no end to the new problems that we have now <laughs> that we have to try and deal with. <clears throat> well, so good luck, everyone. Yeah, sweet dreams or or pleasant nightmares, however yeah. you want to look at that, I guess. But uh, anyway, hopefully all you listeners thoroughly enjoyed this episode. have to give a, a overdue congratulations to Craig. Craig is once again uh, a proud new father of a little bundle Thank of you. joy. So yes. you'd be nice. You're, you're surprisingly perky for having a, a new baby. You look like you're well-rested. Well, we are very lucky. He started sleeping through the night in like five weeks. So does AI turn itself on and sing him a lullaby if he wakes up? Because they can we probably have, we sense. Have one, that. We do have one of those. Yeah, we have one of those. <laughs> Jeez sure. Louise, do you, oh, you don't have one of those? No, man, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I got a. I got what I call the old-fashioned ghost alarm. I know I get a good night's sleep if the ghost in my bedroom doesn't wake me up, which it has the last two uh, two nights anyway. So. Um, um, what? Okay, I want that. Yeah, that's story that's for another, another episode. <laughs> that's for another episode. But uh, huge thanks to Craig for being on the show. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next time on So Strange. <laughs>